0: Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and this morning's topic, comments recently made by Britain's Prince Harry have some relevance for the retirement of commoners. We'll get to that in just a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor, Nationwide. This podcast is brought to you by Nationwide. Nationwide's New Heights fixed indexed annuities now offer an optional living benefit rider with a 7% roll-up, available at additional cost. Learn more at NationwideNewHeights.com. Last week, Britain's Prince Harry announced that he and his wife Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, plan to limit to two the number of children they bring into the world. The Prince cited concerns about leaving behind a better planet. I will not enter the debate his remarks triggered about the environment, but as a financial journalist, it quite naturally occurred to me that for most of human history, up to and very much including the present day, having numerous children was what today goes under the name of a retirement plan. Now granted, Prince Harry is not a candidate for a penurious retirement, and citizens of affluent countries have long passed the point where their children are needed as farmhands. But in much of the world, that is not the case. A Chinese farmer understood that his children would assume responsibility for his aging parents in their final years. That is, until China undertook an extreme and coercive version of Prince Harry's policy, which was called the One Child Policy. This unpopular pun intended, policy was enforced by the government quite brutally, but was actually repealed just three years ago. The government wanted to slow down the country's rapid population growth when instituting this policy in 1979, but reached its population target for the year 2000 seven years early, something that demographers say would have happened anyway, as education and development levels increased. In any event, as of 2016, Chinese citizens are permitted to have two children, and a key reason for this relaxation was retirement. In another decade, demographers estimate that China will have lost 67 million working people while simultaneously doubling the number of elderly. If you think the U.S. is set for a retirement crisis, watch China, where governmental resources are far fewer and the problem more acute. We're worried about a situation where one in every seven Americans is age 60 and older. China's demographics are already worse than that, barely, yet Chinese social scientists are preparing for a day in 2050 where one in three Chinese has reached age 60. You can readily appreciate how great a challenge this is. Overall, China is much less wealthy than the U.S. and other Western nations, and its pension system is weak and not aging well. In the face of this, a young Chinese worker must struggle to save for his own retirement, mindful of the needs of two aging parents and possibly four aging grandparents with only one grandchild. Ditto for his spouse. That is a very shaky foundation for retirement security. This excursion into Chinese demographics is mainly to point out that we should not be quick to denigrate a lifestyle deemed necessary by most of humanity throughout history. Western societies have not depended on their children for retirement in recent generations, mainly because of a historically unprecedented affluence that has made possible pensions, both public and private. But those systems are currently eroding, and what is old, namely reliance on children, may become new again. For most Americans, leaning on one's children is decidedly not a key to retirement finance. To the contrary, the U.S. remains a wealthy society, and older Americans are more apt to endow their children than children to support their parents. But it's possible to argue, at least I would argue, that there are two ways in which having children is an asset economically. The first is that it takes people to create, invent, and innovate. Note that it is in highly populated places, like New York City, not rural areas with small numbers of people, that we tend to see the most innovation. A cure for cancer, solutions for our ecological problems, and for our retirement challenges will come from people, and people in close proximity to other people. Second, and this is just my personal observation, it seems that having children greatly strengthens one's motivation for financial achievement. In short, while Prince Harry was speaking from his own sense of environmental concern, for the commoners out there, retirement planning has generally gone hand-in-hand with having children but should the Duke and Duchess unexpectedly find themselves with a third bundle of joy beyond the two-child maximum they have set for themselves, they should know that there are plenty of families in China eager to adopt their offspring. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please consider leaving a review on Apple or Google Podcasts so that others might discover this series. Meanwhile, you can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. And make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich, and our podcast was sponsored by Nationwide.